At the last recording, we went over why you should stop worrying about what to say when you are out and about networking or when you are at those social functions that a lot of us dread being at because we're worried about being stuck in a room with 20 people that we don't know, trying to make awkward conversations and trying to respond to social, political or maybe cultural issues that they bring up and that we know nothing about. So stop worrying about what to say when you're out with strangers and you're out with folk. You don't have to be scared about networking. Rather, the focus should be on the questions that you ask. Because if you ask the right kinds of questions, you will get answers that will help you sort out who is in the room. That's who you should be spending more time with right now, because it's not everybody that you should be talking to. Who you should spend more time with later, that's because a lot of the networking that you do might be at these social functions, but the brunt of the work is going to be carried out over weeks, over years, and over days with text messaging, in-person visits, emails, video calls, Zoom sessions, you know, whatever it is that is available to you. So that's where the brunt of the networking is going to be done. So you need to find out who you should be spending more time with later after you're done with this afternoon brunch or this evening session. You also need to find out how you can add value to them and who can be of value to you. And that's the part of the matrix of purpose, which is really important when it comes to networking, because it's not just about what you can take, but what you can give. Because if you keep on taking, after a while, people shun you, people avoid you, and taking is a strategy that only works in the short term. But I believe that for those of us in the wedding and the event industry space, we should be looking for long-term ways to grow our businesses and to grow our profits. So that's pretty much a summary of what we went over in the last episode or two. And right now, I'd like to give you concrete examples of the kinds of questions that you can ask. But please, by all means, don't take these questions as a closed list. Don't take these as closed canon. These are just suggestions about the kind of questions that you should ask. And so uh, look for questions that seem suitable to your personality, to your industry, to your temperament. And uh, if there's any question here that you like and that you think is going to be useful, then please take it and use it in the kind of verbiage that you normally would. Because there's no point in taking questions or suggestions from one person and trying to say it exactly the same way and anything falls out flat. Because let's say uh, you're a more formal kind of person and then you start using lots of informal language. It's not going to jibe. It's not going to look really good. So flesh it out the best way that you can. So one question that I find that is easy for everyone to ask and it's easy to get the conversation going is to ask the question, what do you do? And that's because the average person likes talking about um, themselves. And if you're out with uh, business people, self-employed folks, entrepreneurs, you find that they love to talk about their app. They love to talk about their business. They love to talk about whatever it is that they do. So picture this. You walk into one of these networking sessions and you ask the person, what do you do? And the person happens to be a wedding photographer. Do not be surprised if the person you know, goes on on the monologue about wedding photography the importance of capturing moments, capturing stories, um, dynamic photographs, 
um, exposure, the beauty of composition, off-camera lighting, blah de blah de blah, stuff like that. So, if you are out and about looking for more wedding photographers to do business with, then this is a good cue that perhaps this is someone that you ought to be spending much more uh, time with later. But the bottom line is, asking the question, what do you do, is a nice, nifty way of getting the conversation rolling. Of course, there are some people who are more subdued and withdrawn, and who might just give a simple answer, what do you do? And the person says, I'm a wedding photographer, and leaves it at that. But that's where the art of asking questions comes in, because you should have a couple of um, follow-up questions ready. Now, another question that... Uh, is useful for getting the ball rolling when you run into strangers at social events or at networking sessions is if this is a much more business focused occasion you can ask the question what brings you here and you might get into interesting conversations about where the person currently is with their business where they intend to grow and the uh, useful resources or tips that they hope to get out of these um, out of the session that you guys are currently at you can also ask, how do you know the host? How do you know Chukudi? How do you know Chukuma? How do you know Neka? The bottom line is ask the question, how do you know XXX, the person who invited you guys here to this uh, session that you're currently at? It might be a good way to build rapport because you guys are going to discover that you both have personal connections um, with the host who has invited you guys here today. So it's a useful way to build rapport and also to get to know um, the person who you are speaking with. And then, of course, for all those people who keep on giving um, one-word one answers, like, what do you do? And the person says, I'm a florist. A good follow-up question can be, please, tell me more about that. Um... If the conversation has moved towards more of a uh, business direction, you can ask questions like, what challenges do you guys have? What's the plan for X? You know, assuming that the person is a florist, you know, so what's the plan for your florist business? Or if the person is involved in NGO, what's the plan for uh, the charity? Um, and if you are just uh, faffing around with general conversation, you can go on with questions like, what are your views on? So like I said, if you look over on the internet, you'll find loads of examples like these about questions that you can use to get the conversation rolling. You don't need to memorize 20 or 30 of them. Just realize that if you have two or three to get the conversation rolling, you know, you'll be fine. I always start off with, what do you do? Because the opportunities for uh, branching off other smaller conversations are endless depending on who it is that I'm talking to. So what do you do? What brings you here? How do you know Chukudi? That Chukudi being the host or Neka or whoever the host is. So these are nice and easy ways to get the conversation rolling. Now if these suggestions are too highfalutin for you and uh, too difficult to remember then we have an easier framework that has been proposed by Brian Tracy Although I don't think he invented it because I've also heard um, Zig Ziglar use a similar suggestion and then all the uh, older speakers, you know, people who are around from, um, you know, in the speaking circuits, let's say 70s or 80s. And so that is by using the simple 
W questions that we were taught in primary school. Okay, well, one of them is an H question. And that is by starting off your conversations using who, what, why, how, and when. So if the suggestions that I've given or the things that you find over the internet are too difficult, you can't go wrong by starting off your conversations with who, what, why, how, and when. Now, I hope for those of you who are wary about being out and about in public and at networking and socializing, I hope this has been enough to allay your fears that it doesn't have to be as nerve-wracking as you think. So long as you are focused on yourself, it is going to be extremely nerve-wracking. So don't worry about, stop thinking about you and focus on the other person. And your focus should be on the right questions to ask. The goal of the questions is to figure out who is in the room, who you should be spending more time with later, what the value exchange is going to be like. And the questions that you can use, if you are totally blank at the moment, you can run off with who, what, why, how, and when, and you should be fine. And if you keep on with this approach, you'll find that networking sessions can actually be fun and very useful in the long term. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.